0: The naked being stripped of what we had prior to the fall. Um, and then, and then um, once we are authentically born again, we go from being naked to being clothed, clothed in Christ, according to uh, Galatians chapter 3, I think it is. it um, was basically a teaching on the difference between those two and how even after we are born again and clothed in Christ, we still have in so many ways this battle going on, this battle of the spiritual um, uh, calling on our life versus the carnal temptation on our life. And, um, and he said something that Noah or Noe had said in the first night, which um, really caught my ear. He said, um, we're not talking about behavior modification. We're talking about sanctification, and that was just a highlighted one sentence that he had mentioned in the, in the very beginning that this guy um, kind of piggybacked on or, or re-brought up that the, um, the battle between our, our spirit and our flesh and becoming more and more spiritual, which is conformed into the image of Christ, which is the discipleship process, it is not behavior modification, and it is not accomplished by trying harder. It is accomplished by the Spirit of God sanctifying us from the inside out and that that is a internal divine process that is way different than behavior modification. And, um, and so, and so I, I kinda got that takeaway from, from, from his teaching and um, some things are sort of starting to come together. And, uh, and then the final speaker steps up. And his message is ultimately about uh, uh, what God is truly in need of in the earth are are um, not committed Christians, but dangerous Christians. This was his language. And um, and it was his way of saying, um, stop being lukewarm. Get in the game. And get in the game all the way. And he I, I, I like an analogy he used. He said, some of y'all are... Are walking around the pool dipping your foot in every now and then and saying I'm swimming and he's like y'all ain't swimming you're messing around jump in the pool and let's do this um, the message was 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 accurate the message was compelling but what struck me and what the Lord gave me eyes to see is there were a couple of times that he mentioned scripture and mean, um, he sort of asked, "Does anyone know what that is, or does anyone know what that means?" And and I could actually almost kind of see him not getting frustrated, but but being made aware that this group of guys did not know the Word of God. Wow! And when and wow. when he quoted Scripture, they had no idea what he was talking about. And um, and it brought me right back to the difference between testimony and the Word of God. The difference between um, a, a great teaching that was accurate and that had truth in it versus the Word of God. And, um, and as soon as he was um, finished, the Lord just took me to this passage. This is in John chapter 17. This is Jesus' last prayer um, regarding us, his disciples. And, and this is one thing that he specifically asks the Father for. He, G, this is Jesus asking Father God, to sanctify the disciples by the truth, and he concludes your word is truth. And so, the revelation is this, and and this is only the very beginning of what I think the Lord is wanting us to to understand and to expose. Um, The Bible talks about sometimes when we we believe a deception, and when we believe it enough, and we will not um, allow the truth of God's word to move us into truth move us into correction that god actually hands us over into what the word calls a strong delusion or or a deprived mind or it's it's an actual judgment upon us that that basically causes us to even more strongly believe the lie that we've already said yes to right and here's what i believe the um the strong delusion that the lord wants to expose and that the Lord wants to put to an end in this congregation, and that is, this is not about you trying harder, right? This is not about you deciding I'm gonna be ahead and do it correctly and do it hard and do it right and and and, and white knuckle my way. That's not what this is about, ladies. This is not about you guys deciding I'm gonna be subject to my husband and I'm gonna do that with white knuckles and I don't care how awful it might be. That's my decision and I'm going to do it. That is not what this is about. That's that's a strong delusion if you think this is about trying harder to white-knuckle obey the truth that God is showing us. Okay? It is not about trying harder. It is all about being sanctified by the truth, being transformed by the truth so that our obedience is is an outflow of an inward change, of an inward alignment, of an inward transformation that is led by the Spirit. You hearing this? Now, how do we do that? How do I engage that? Because I want that. Because here's what I see in this congregation. I see hearts that want obedience, that want to obey, that want unity in the home and alignment in the home and alignment with the Word of God. The most beautiful response that we could have what the spirit is showing us now the correction needs to be on the application right take that desire to be obedient and listen to what the lord is saying right now you will be obedient to the truth that god is showing us when you are sanctified into it right not when you decide to work harder not when you decide to try harder You'll be led into this truth by the Spirit of God. And, and the question then is, well, how do I be sanctified? How am I sanctified? And the answer is what? Somehow, some way, it's the Word of God that does it. It's not by testimony. It's not by funny stories. And it's not even by trying harder. Somehow, some way, the Word of God is what sanctifies us. The Word of God is what transforms us. And then I'm reminded of this passage in Jeremiah 23, that, that, the, that the Father basically declares regarding His Word stood up against everything else. You know, it's, it's up against false prophets' dreams in this particular passage, but it's still truth about His Word. And this is what the Father says about His Word. Is not my word like a fire? Is it not like a hammer that breaks the rocks? Guys, the the revelation that I got over the last week that I'm supposed to share with you is that the word of God is so powerful to accomplish the things that the Lord is showing us, we have to rely on it. And here's where I finish, and then I'm gonna hand it over to my wife. If you have any dryness in you right now, and everybody knows what I say when I mean dryness. If you have any doubt, if you have any fear, if you have any lack of of encouragement, if you have any lack of discipline, if you have any lack of desire, if you have any lack of worship, if you are just in a dry season right now, I'm supposed to tell you, it's because you're not in the Word. Period. That is why. And if you will get in the Word, and if you will be in the Word, you will not experience that dryness. Okay, because the word of God is different than any other than any conference is different than any other speaker. It doesn't matter how encouraging the testimonies were. What worked today and what brought real eternal fruit today that I'm convinced, it's the word of God. The few times that it was spoken, the few times that it was read, it's the word of God that sanctifies. It's the word of God that, that brings the internal transformation that will ultimately lead to the obedience that God is calling us into. It's a, it's a subtle difference, but here's the reality. It's literally the difference between Jesus and the Pharisees. Right? So um, this is going to mean a number of things that I, that, um, I praise God I'm going to have two weeks to, to get to pray into and dig into um, based on our schedule that we're going to do next weekend. And I, and I know that that timing is perfect in all God too. And um, and actually before I hand this over to Diane, she's we're going to conclude today with God's word. So my, my wife is going to bring God's word to us and in, in in her reflection on it. And... Um, And that's going to be the most important moment of this entire time, by the way, because it's God's word. Um, But here's what we're going to do next week. Let me just show this super quick. Um, God's calling us to a time of adoration and intercession. Okay, Adoration and intercession. That's what I want you to start praying into, what what I want you to start pressing into, what I want you to start inclining your hearts towards. Adoration and intercession means that it's going to be a time of giving God adoration. That's that's adoring the Father. In in the the, the, the kind of the revelation He showed me, the the, the, the um, prayer piece is incredibly <laughs> important. We're gonna we're gonna cover four specific areas of of um, areas that we're gonna cover in prayer, and they're very very critical. It's it's uh, Kyle's court case. It's um and, and harmony, Kyle and Harmony's court case. It's the guys at the ranch, the Teen Challenge Ranch, it's um finances and provision and it's parenting and education. Okay, so so um very, very important areas of, of um life that we are gonna that we are gonna intercede for and, and I felt like God told me if you will bring the adoration Meaning, if you will bring what I what I'm seeking, what I'm desiring, which is to be loved, which is to be adored, which is to be worshipped, if you will bring the adoration, the prayers that you make are going to be so powerful, because because He is the power source, right? It's not our words, it's not our prayers, it's it's God's power that makes the prayers effective. And I felt like we're going to go for four hours. By the way, we're going to have we're going to block off a four-hour period of time, and it's going to be six six to ten. right six to ten we're gonna do it up at the Teen Challenge Chapel and we're gonna do it on Friday so that is a week from yesterday next this coming Friday of next week that's the most awkward way to say that the 31st it's next Friday okay next Friday 6 to 10 at the chapel is is the time because it's a long window because we have kids um, will I will I will make sure to text everyone the order of the, the night so that if you don't want to come for the full four hours you can come to the areas that you're specific about that you specifically feel like to pray into does that make sense so so Kirby and I and Val will work that out the kind of the order of the of the night and then we'll, we'll get send that out so that if you only want to come for one hour or two hours, three hours or whatever you know when you want to come all right so that is going to be our gathering for next week we will not gather on Saturday. Um, we will have the rest of the weekend um, to, you know, whatever you want to do. We're just going to do the Friday night thing. The week after that, we're back on to our normal schedule. So, any questions about any of that? Val, is that did I cover most of it? can yeah. um, Absolutely. I think that's an awesome suggestion, and in fact, the Word of God says, Jesus in particular says that there are some things that can only be accomplished through prayer and fasting. Lots can be accomplished through prayer. Jesus said there are some things that can only be accomplished through prayer and fasting. So um, be led by the Lord in that. Uh, but I think that's a great suggestion. I think it's going to be six to ten. No, we're going to make it, six to ten as the set hours. Okay. We don't know the specific order of which focus, area of focus yet. I'll text that to you guys. Okay. Six to ten at the chapel. Everyone knows where the chapel is. If you need. Directions or whatever, just let me know and I'll get it to you. Sound good? I know that this, um, I know that this is important for Kyle in particular. I know it's it's timely and important, but the areas that that we are praying into, God has led it. God has led in it, and it's so perfect and critical to what He's showing us right now. Like every part of it, to me, feels spirit-led in in, in alignment and so that's why i know that our congregation saying yes to this as an assignment is going to bear much fruit so i really um i can't encourage enough full participation would be incredible that's why we're not doing a saturday gathering by the way uh, because my hope is that is that everyone will come and it's still Sabbath. right soon as the sun goes down Sabbath begins yes sir Right. And, and, and honestly, we're gonna. Um, excuse me, to the extent that, that all of us will pray into this time, I'm so confident that the Lord is. I mean, real intercession is when the Spirit prays through us, right? And, and, and that's all. And that's all God really needs is just vessels. So, so pray into being a vessel, that night. pray into being a a, a pure conduit through which the Spirit of God can pray, because that's when everything. Happens, real, tangible, manifested fruit from contending, from intercession, and we're talking about some very big things that are getting that are happening right now. So, um, all of us have a chance to be a part of that and to contribute to that, and to the extent that you will pray into it, fast, whatever, however the Lord leads. Um, I'm just very expectant about the night and, and looking forward to seeing what God's going to do. I think it's going to be awesome. A big part of it, obviously, is going to be worship. I don't know about you, but for me, um, my some of my most pure times of intercession always come at the tail end of extended worship. So um, worship just sets the table for God's will to be done. And so it's going to be a lot of extended worship, which I can't wait for, too. So. Yeah, I was thinking that uh, it sounds like uh, the Lord... Us to a new dimension of the yeah. glory on earth as yep. it is in heaven. Absolutely that's right. What that's what I feel like. That's what I'm expecting. Amen. <laughs> I'm in agreement with that. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. You guys ready for the word? Yeah. All right. Psalm 119.
1: You're Hallelujah. Up. Hi you wore the seat up for me. Oh, great. Can you turn off the live feed, please? Uh, no, actually, um, it's kind of funny. I'm not nervous to talk. Uh, I am, however, um, very aware, and God remind me during worship, especially when not a song on script, I believe, but at least one that um, where you go, I go, what you say, I say. Boom, thanks God. So, um, I think there's like 22 sections in here. Yeah. And then God narrowed it down to four. And then God narrowed it down to two. It kept bringing me back to, I know it's not T, because there's no, there's no not two es in it, but it's uh, verse 65 is where we start on Psalm 119. So I'm just gonna read it for starts. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease, but I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of silver and, excuse me, of gold and silver. Okay, so uh, I wrote some stuff down. And so Lord, just give me the words that you want me to share because obviously it's for myself and others. Um, you know that 1st 65, I'm not gonna go verse by verse, but. There was just definitely something he kept bringing back to that one. Um, didn't have anything, but it was, I feel like he's reminding me cause and effect, um, that his word tells us exactly what we're supposed to be expecting. So when it says, you have dealt well with your servant, sometimes bad things happen to what we consider to be good people, and the reality is the Bible very much tells us exactly, usually, what to expect when we make X, Y, Z choices. So um, it just really, really reminded me, just piggybacking on exactly what Eric said, if we don't know the word, we might think that there's such randomness in this world or randomness to our behavior or randomness to the choices that we're making and that is just an absolute lie. So it just reminded me, if I want to live a life that glorifies God, if I want to live a life that's going to be pointing people to him, I have to know the word, I have to. And anything that um, maybe would seem like a trial or um, consequence, I guess, I have to look at that and say, there's probably something in Scripture that told me it was coming. It's kind of like I used to say when I used to have to fire someone. Usually they never were surprised. They already knew it was coming. Got a lot of managers nod their head. Yeah, they do. If you're a good manager, they know it. God is good. He shows us. He tells us. He warns us. So, again, being his word. And, again, the 66, teach me good judgment and knowledge. For I believe your commandments. If you don't believe God's commandments, you're going to really struggle on this one here. And sometimes you just have to make a choice to believe, which goes along with faith. And uh, the big one on that one was just being humble enough to learn. You gotta be humble enough to know that you just don't know it all. Uh, and I think I'm speaking mostly, actually, um, to teenagers and up. Usually, most kids so usually kind of figure they don't know at all, everybody else knows more. But once you hit that teenager, I think we all think we got it all figured out. you know. Um, because we don't have the wisdom enough to make all the good choices, all the right choices. So asking for more humility in that piece. And then again, before I was afflicted, I went astray and I guess I, I would have never said that my life was afflicted and that I was off course because I was just a deceived individual who just didn't know. But we should be changed, our lives should look different. And when we do do that, then we do what? But now I keep your word. But if we don't know his word, how are we gonna keep it? Again, pointing back to the word, we, we have to be in it. Um, And then brought me down to 69 where it says, the proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. There's gonna be conflict, people. Never says it's gonna be, there's gonna be conflict. People are going to come against you. And even the one where it says a lie against me, I don't know about you guys, but I've absolutely had bold-faced lies spoken about me before. I could not, I mean, there is no, it's black and white, and I'm like, yeah, and they are solely lying. Well, people are gonna come after you. People are gonna outright lie about you. Again, where do we find our um, comfort? Where do we find our identity? In God. So when the lies come, who's gonna have my back? God's gonna have my back. We have to remember, he's the one that we can stand up for what we know to be truth, but um, if we're too busy defending ourselves, I tell you, we end up getting on that same little track that the the, the accusers are on, so don't do that. Um, and the big one there, it says, but, um, and I say this when, um, I guess the one that's coming for me on that one, the proud forged lies against me, might be words like for those who aren't trying to live their life differently, keeping God's commandments, following God's statutes, um, keeping the things that God told us to keep, they'll they will throw those lies that we've heard. You're being legalistic. You're you're just you're that doesn't apply anymore. You know, those are lies and they're being thrown at us. Um, but again, he says, I will keep your precepts and not with part of our heart, but with our whole heart, which brought me to the greasy heart, which is in seventy. Man, I was like, man, greasy heart. All I thought about was just a big Blob of nasty. In fact, I looked up greasy, and I'm literally like, I mean, like, think about it. You you make a hamburger. It's the stuff you throw away. I don't want a big fat greasy old heart. I want, I want the healthy heart. I want the heart that, I want the hamburger part of it. I don't want the fat part of it. I want the greasy part of it. So um, that just kind of reminded me again. God, put the pruner. Get the grease out of your life. Like, just cut the fat. So um, we all have something. (laughs) And once we start fattening that or cutting that fat out, I do believe that. We're going to find true delight in the law. It's not going to feel, it's, there's, I don't know, I'm thinking of coffee creamer right now. Um, the delight, it just makes it better. It just does. So, anyway, my <laughs> delight in hot oh, coffee. Very, very um, sorry. <laughs> 71, when it talked about um, that it was good that I'd been afflicted, you know, I look at those things because, um, you know, I have a hard time with the victim mentality where it's like, oh my gosh, I've been so afflicted. And, but they find, I'm just gonna call it out. Um, you can't find your identity in your afflictions. You can't find your identity in what people are doing wrong to you. And I see that um, because I think I, that affliction that we are in is supposed to make us uncomfortable because you're probably making a wrong choice because people don't stay where they're uncomfortable. They usually try to escape as quickly as they possibly can. So, um, when it says that it's good for me that I have afflicted, I've been afflicted, um, I'm gonna guess most of us have been mostly self-inflicted. Um, and the point is, get out of it. Are you hating where you're at? Get in his word. He'll probably tell you exactly where you're off. He's probably telling you exactly where you messed up. So, um, get out of the victim mentality, because guess what? Most of us are our own victims of our own choices. And, uh, but then again, it led us to this says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, I love the second line, that I may learn your statutes. Dude, you're probably out of alignment with the word. Just pointing it out, it's a big book, but we can all make our way through it. Uh, and then in 72, the law of your mouth is better than me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. I just felt like the, what I exactly wrote on here, I'll just read it. No matter, um, no matter the amount of worldly success how it can seem, will. Never replace the value of keeping God's laws, God's commandments and God's word is life. So um, yeah, I think we're looking too much at what could bring us that happiness, bring us that success. Um, and again, what God's just been putting on me a lot in the last couple of weeks is just, um, and really hammered home this morning or uh, this last week is where are you spending your time? If you're not spending any of it in here, you're spending it in the wrong place. Um, if you're not spending it here, you probably don't have an eternal um, perspective. You probably have a very worldly one and in your denial. So, I just think it's, it's a great song. So, I'm going to turn into like a teaching moment. But. So, I'm going to close this in prayer. So, Lord, I just give you thanks and praise. Your ways are good, Lord. They may make us uncomfortable, but, man, they are so good for us. So, I ask, Father God, um, I would like a just an increased um, desire for each and every person that is hearing this prayer, an increased desire to be closer to you, to draw into your word. Lord, we say that when we ask for wisdom, you give it to us. I ask for that wisdom and that revelation and that understanding as we do open up your word. It is living, it is something that, Lord, it applies today to each one of us. So I just ask, Father God, Whatever area or areas that you would like to focus um, each individual on, that you would draw us into that area, that you would soften our hearts, that you would give us that wisdom to understand what you are showing us, um, where we are out of alignment, Father God, like the fatty heart, get rid of that fat, Lord, just trim it from us, Lord, Um, show us where we need to get back in alignment, and I just ask for just blessings, Lord. And, and when it comes to our time, Father God, I just would ask that you would increase our time in your word and that that time will feel increased, Father God. An hour will feel as though it was like five, Father God. Um, that the production that we have in our lives um, will always be on hold before your word, Lord. And everything comes after you. That we would prioritize what we need to prioritize. That we will shake things that to be shaken. Um, and I guess, I, I just pray again, your perfect will be done, Father God. And as Val had um, already said during worship, that, Lord, wherever you send us, where you go, I go, where you say, I say, what you speak, we just want to do your will, Lord. And I just pray for that, that our words will be powerful because they will be from you for whoever we open our mouth to. In Jesus' name. Amen.
0: If you need prayer for anything, don't leave without it. Otherwise, we'll see you on Friday. Sorry, I missed the first part of this, everybody watching that? Hmm? Hi.